0: Hello and welcome to the NAG Personal Trainer podcast with me, Natalie. Hope you are all doing well. Uh, Today's podcast, this is a great question that's been brought up quite a lot. And it's almost humbling to hear questions like this because I'm very blessed. Sounds so cheesy. I'm so blessed that I have amazing fucking clients. Like, they don't leave me. (laughs) But because of this, now, they don't leave me because they'd fail without me. The majority of my clients who've been with me for three plus years know what the fuck to do. And if they left because they were like, nah, I'm all right now, I don't need you anymore, I'm okay, I might just check in with you for a plan or come to your classes or whatever, or nothing at all, I'm confident they'll be absolutely fine and won't regain a load of weight again or be back to square one. And I think they would ask for help and still message, stay in contact with me, which clients I have worked with in the past where they've only needed me for a short time and you know, but I've given them lifelong tools. You know, they've not needed to come back to me. That's awesome. That that's the goal, really, as a PT. We we don't we're not we're a bit of shit at retention. If we do our jobs right, we're not a slimming company where you fall off from us. You have to come back to us to make sure it works. It's more, no, we're going to teach you what to do if you're on your own. But most, most, a lot of people do like to have their coach there, pretty much for the rest of their life sometimes. And I'm okay with that. That's fine. Um. Because, like I say, I'll always have probably a handful of clients who will do that. But anyway, my point being what I'm saying here is, when I get questions like the one I'm going to cover today, it reminds me that not everyone knows the information I think they know. But because my clients have been, been with me for so long, they already know the answer I would give to this. They have the knowledge there. Yeah, and I like that they do, actually. It makes me think, oh, they do listen to what I teach them and what I coach them. Um, sometimes I, I bring stuff up like questions up to my clients I've had for a while, like, say, at least a year plus, and they will be like, yeah, yeah, I know that, Nat, you you taught me that years ago, I know that won't work if I do it like this, Um, you know, but I've fallen for it before and I won't fall for it again, and this question as well, I have fallen for it too, so don't worry, don't feel stupid what I'm going to say now, but basically, when clients ask me, like, what's the best way to lose fat around your tummy area? And I'll get clients saying, is there a specific plan? Is there specific exercises or specific foods? And don't worry, like I said, I've fallen for this too. The direct and most honest answer I can give you there to those things to help lose tummy fat and spot reduce in one area is a big fat no. When you see online, like Instagram, Facebook or any of the social media platform, buy my six pack shred uh, plan, Get a six-pack abs in like six to twelve weeks or even four weeks, whatever time frame they make up. And they're there ripped up with their abs. I tell you now for one, their plan did not get them their abs. Their genetics fucking got them there. Just to be really frank about this. Um, genetics play a huge, huge thing with when you see ripped up abdominals now i know some clients are asking me this question not to get six pack they just want to lose tummy fat there they've probably lost it everywhere else they are losing on their tummy as well because if they're losing it everywhere else you do have to lose body fat there too at some point it's just the reason it's a lot slower there around the area you've got organs there if you're female as well it's there because you need excess body fat for carrying children whether you want to or not Um, men carry more body fat there because they haven't got oestrogen flowing around their body as much as females so they tend to store more body fat around the tummy whereas females before the perimenopause we um have a higher level of oestrogen so it it distributes body fat more evenly around the body which is why before perimenopause you'll find you know you'll carry body fat more evenly whereas say for example kato i work with and also my friend um, she's When she hits perimenopause, she even said she feels like she carries more tummy fat around her lower abdomen area. Uh, whereas before she feels like she didn't so much and that's because as we get older, uh, females lose estrogen. And um, which means you're not carrying it and distributing it around the body as evenly, which means it's going to store in areas where there's more body fat, which is normally around your tummy area. And so it's not so much women gain weight when you hit the menopause, you just carry fat in more of one area. It's not impossible to lose. It's just harder and takes more time and a lot more patience. And it might not look how you visualise it in your head because we always have blue sky goals in our mind or a fantasy, she would say in our mind. A bit like porn in a way. It's purely fantasy. It's not realistic. Um, don't know why I brought up porn as an example. Anyway, moving on. But with regards to losing tummy fat, you can't target it. You can't trick it or direct where you lose body fat. For example. You know, if I I used to be the PT who used to give ten ab exercises in a program to a client, thinking that will help. I generally thought that would help. Um this is back when I was a very fresh, brand new PT. I used to also do about like five to ten ab exercises. In fact, I would do an ab workout session. So when I back used to used to do bro splits, so like push-pull legs. Um, I used to do arms, shoulders, and I'd do abs on a separate day, proper old school, which I enjoyed at the time, you know, because it was still quite fresh for me to do things like that. It was still new, I was experimenting with things, and I'm glad I did because it taught me lessons and taught me what actually works and what doesn't, and targeting your abs with loads of ab exercises, I promise you now, it does not work. What made me discover this myself personally is when I carried the most body fat I ever carried uh, because I was in a comfortable relationship, which I still am now, but it's just I thought I need to look after myself, especially after dislocating my kneecap. It gave me a kick up the arse to do so. And um, I was doing loads of ab exercises. I wasn't tracking my calories. I was pretty much eating what the fuck I want because I've always felt like I could get away with it, but I didn't realise because I've become less active over the years and um, that factored in my energy out had become less and my calories in it stayed the same which equals putting on weight and body fat and I'm trying to do all these ab exercises, and I'm looking at myself after in the mirror thinking yeah it's changed, you know and I've got the mega abdoms so mega like <laughs> muscle pain from doing all the ab exercises I used to do and I see no difference and I'd be like why is this not working maybe I need to do more or more so I'd be doing them on days off and stuff like that I'd be obsessed with doing ab exercises. And I would program this in for clients. I'd still program in full body, but I'd program in so many ab exercises because they want to lose tummy fat. And I thought, well, yeah, this, this was obviously what works. And yeah, and after years of just a couple of years, I realized, no, this doesn't fucking work. They need to be in the calorie deficit. They need to be eating adequate protein every day, doing some form of strength training or weight-bearing exercises twice a week, sleeping well and moving a lot across the day rather than sitting on the rails most of the day and being patient and also you can't put a time on and guarantee to somebody how quick they'll lose that body fat around their tummy there's just it's like asking how long there's a piece of string we just don't know if any pt tells you yeah i can guarantee you'll get a six pack or you'll lose that tummy fat in six weeks they're lying they have no idea we really don't because you're an individual and i can tell somebody will lose body fat there a little bit quicker depending on their build so Someone with a longer torso will carry naturally less fat around that area because they've got more fat to spread out in the area. So they will naturally look like they carry less body fat around their uh, their torso area. Where someone with a shorter frame, like a shorter uh, torso, will probably more likely look like they carry more fat in that area because, well, there's less area to spread the body fat out, if that makes sense. Not very scientific terminology, but you see where i'm getting at it's about service areas and height and build uh, genetics plays another role as well so let's say for example ian if your mum didn't carry a lot of body fat for example but she always carried a bit more tummy fat you probably will because it's a genetic trait. um i mean one example as well with this so my sister is she's younger than me but she's taller than me by i think i'm trying to think i'm five five i think she's five nine um, so she's never ever had any body fat on her tummy. She doesn't train or nothing like that. She's got active jobs. So she is on her feet all day. Like she'll do 15,000, 20,000 steps because of her job. She's in a very, very active job. Um, but she drinks lots of beer. She, She's okay with her eating, but um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, but basically she could eat a lot more calories than most people um, and not gain weight or body fat. That's because of her lifestyle, her job and her genetic build as well. She's got a long, long torso, so she just never really puts a lot of fat on around her tummy at all, never has done. I don't remember looking any different since <laughs> since whenever really, since she was born, um, whereas I've got a shorter torso, but I've got really long legs and arms. Um, I do carry more body fat around my tummy area, and my upper thigh area, because that's just how I am and my grandparents do, My, my both my nans do and my mum does as well. So again, a genetic trait, whereas my sister's built more probably like my dad, who didn't carry a lot of body fat there until he just got a bit older basically and has a little bit of a beer gut like most men do who love their beer. So genetic trait plays a, a role in this. Also, how long you've carried body fat for. So if you've carried a substantial amount of body fat for some period of time, Um, Of course, that's going to have an effect on how your tummy's going to look as you lose body fat. Um, First off, again, as most women I know who I coach, they always notice on their arms, their face and their legs first, maybe a bit on the back. Um, And then lastly, normally the torso, they'll notice the tummy goes down a bit, but because in comparison to the limbs, they feel like it's still big, but it has gone down. It's just in comparison to everywhere else, it's gone down slower. Because again, you just can't decide where that body fat's going to go. I always like to use a swimming pool analogy when it comes to fat loss. So you've got the shallow end and the deep end. And let's imagine the water as body fat and the the pool surface, like the, the bottom of the pool is like the muscle sitting under there. And the, the lifeguard has now got to go and empty that pool with a bucket of water. They're like the energy out, the calorie deficit. So they start emptying the pool and you'll notice the shallow end first which is going to be the areas where you probably carry the least amount of body fat like your arms your legs your face your neck so that's you're going to see the bottom of the pool at the shallow end faster then you're going to see the deep end which is probably like around your abdomen uh, around your tummy area around your thighs perhaps your bottom uh maybe around um your back as well which as we know with girls when you wear sports bras you know the area i'm talking about or as some of my clients like to call them i look like i've got a vagina under my armpit when i wear a sports bra i might wear a better sports bra that fits better which i've learned that i even me who's lean if i wear certain sports bras even i look like i have vaginas under my armpits um so i just chose a better sports bra which doesn't which is more flattering i should say there's loads of different brands and makes out there and it's a bloody nightmare as it is for women trying to choose the right sports bra obviously please pick for boob comfort first ideally not just for vagina armpit prevention <laughs> and don't if you have got vagina armpit look like you've got vagina armpits just me and kate we always joke about stuff like that amongst ourselves about ourselves about our own bodies and we just laugh it off almost a little bit because there's always something you don't like about your body or how things fit but buy things that fit well and that you enjoy um that you like wearing as well because uh, i think that can help with your body image as well wearing proper sports bars that fit well um, and that you're comfortable in as well that's a, a random one i just went off on one because one of my clients it was upsetting her a little bit the other day how her sports bar was fitting i was like buy different sports that fits better honestly it's you know uh, that's what i did years ago it's the best thing i fucking did it never bothers me anymore how i look in a sports bar i'm even happy to take my top off in the gym which i wouldn't before because i don't like how the sports bra fit because it was the wrong sports bra for me anyway so to sum sort up of nicely there, what I've just explained, you can't choose where, where or when or how fast you're going to lose body fat um, no matter where it is. It's just down to your genetics, your build, Uh, your age as well again women if you go through the menopause of course you're going to carry more body fat in that area because of where estrogen is being produced more so and that's why you carry it more around your tummy it's not so much what scale weight goes up it's just where the fat is distributed changes and you can't trick or change that hrt can help just a little side note there Uh, it has been proven to help that has to you know because again you're getting increasing estrogen into your body again so again you're going to carry body fat more evenly around the body so Again, if you're a bit not sure about estrogen, there's one of the benefits for you, as well as many of the benefits such as uh, lifted mood, higher energy levels, <laughs> lower stress levels. Um, but again, do consult with a female health specialist at your GP about this for more information. And again, to see if, if that's suited for you if you require HRT due to uh, your hormone deficiency. What you can do, like I explained earlier, it is the basics. There's nothing special or nothing spectacular. The main thing is patience while doing all this. It will take time, but you so you've got to just keep at it, which is why I always stress and moan to my clients, please have a performance goal because fat loss is so unrewarding. You can put all the work in all week, for example. And after putting in all that work, you could put two or three pounds on. <laughs> just so you know, which can be really fucking frustrating. So I always say to my clients, have a performance goal because it means on the days you get pissed off about your weight, because I say this because the amount of clients I still coach, because they've come from diet backgrounds, so they're diet veterans, as we sometimes call them, um, they have this mindset of, if I gain weight, I'm a bad person, I've done shit, so I've, therefore I'm going to punch myself and eat a whole pizza and a tub of ice cream. And we have to change that mindset. And having performance goals, such as doing your first push-up on toes, or you can do them on your toes and you want to go for a set number, um, or you're lifting weights so you want to set um say for squats you want to add five kilograms onto your back squat or your bench press you want to add 2.5 kilograms onto your bench press in six months because then on days you get pissed off about that you will still probably eat well you will still eat adequate protein you'll still do your steps you'll still make sure you sleep well and if it's a gym day you'll still go the gym And rage train. Rage training is great fun. You tend to train a little bit harder out of frustration and get a really good session and take all that aggression out and all that anxiety out of how you're feeling and leave the session feeling 10 times fucking better. And rationalising that, it was probably a fluctuation. (laughs) So unless, like, you're going absolutely stupidly wild every weekend or you're massively, massively misinterpreting how many calories you're eating and where, you know, you're actually in a calorie surplus that scale weight fluctuation is probably not going to be body fat, just to reassure you. So the main factors for losing body fat in general, not just on the tummy, but everywhere, is going to be having adequate daily protein because you're, you're sparing your muscle tissue, especially if you're doing fat loss, which you're going to want to do when you're trying to lose body fat. So having adequate protein daily, no matter what age you are, especially if you're menopausal, because you don't want to lose muscle tissue. If you want that toned look, then have adequate protein, but not everyone should be working towards having some muscle because of health reasons like your bone density, your energy levels, um, you know, making yourself less breakable, aging well, staying younger for longer. Tell me another reason why not to do some form of weight-bearing exercise and also have adequate protein every day. When I say adequate protein, Aim for about 25 grams per meal to start with if you're new to this. Just double your protein portions or add protein actually to a meal, especially breakfast, because I know a lot of you don't eat any protein at breakfast sometimes. A bowl of porridge or just a round of toast is not high on protein, just to clarify that. Think eggs, yoghurt, simple things and pick things that you like. Uh, Then you've got, as I just said there, do some form of weight-bearing activity, because that's going to promote again... Uh, muscle growth, health reasons, also preserve muscle tissue when doing fat loss. Um, you know, again, I've just listed off the health reasons why you should be doing it so adequate protein, weight training, I say once or twice a week, full body workouts, uh, again, start at your start point. I'm not going to say what reps and sets, because unless I speak to you and know you individually, I won't know that. So if you're not sure, speak to your local fitness instructor or personal trainer or message me and let me know the specifics where you're at and I will guide you to a start point. Or if you want coaching from me, just drop me an email at natalie at um, The other thing is moving across the day like, it's in your steps, have a step goal set. So if you're doing 3,000 steps, let's try to increase that to 3,500 or 4,000 steps a day. So build it up over time. You haven't got to go straight up to seven to 10,000 steps. Take steps, no pun intended, to get to that point. So again, it's another goal for you to aim for performance goals-wise. It's increasing your general daily activity. Ideal step range for, like, health reasons and maintain healthy body weight and assist with fat loss I'd say between seven to like say 12,000 is a good range to sort of switch between eventually or whatever you can sustain eventually. Again, it's down to use an individual, depends on your lifestyle and where you're at in your life if you've got children, you've got commitments have you got a desk job? So pick something you can definitely aim for now and work on that and build up from there. Uh, The other thing is, is the most important thing is being in a calorie deficit. I don't mean a thousand calories, just to say that will not, again, help you burn body fat faster in the abdomen area. It'll be a case of you find your maintenance calories, which if you go to my website under tools, so the nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk, there is a calorie calculator there for free. And it works out your maintenance calories by working out through your age, sex, um, height, and then it will also work out your active calories and combine them together so for most women i find they're a bit shocked when they can see oh it's about over 2000 calories my maintenance like, yeah which means when you are going to a calorie deficit don't take more off than 500 calories but i would say get away with many calories as possible and see if you're getting results because you can get away with more calories more flexibility be able to eat out and live your best life so i would say start with two three hundred so say for example, it's 2,000 calories, maybe start with 17, 1,800 calories and times it by seven, have a week total. So you can have a little bit less in the week and have more for the weekends or meals out. But don't take the piss, no going below 1,400, ideally 1,600. But if you're a very small five foot tall female, 1,400 fine uh, for in the week and then it gives you a bit more calorie leeway on the weekends. Uh, tracking tip, track Mondays, But then the rest of the week you're probably going to eat the same, maybe up till maybe Thursday, Friday. And then track maybe fit Friday and Saturday and Sundays because that's where the problem areas are. But Monday to Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday, you probably eat similarly, give or take a couple hundred calories. So I hope those tips helped there today. Because at the end of the day, those tips I give you, you just got to keep doing them and be patient. And setting performance goals as well so you're not getting bored or getting hung up on just staring and focus on your belly willing it to go because it'd be like watching paint dry it'll feel like it takes forever or watching your meal in the microwave warm up and it's taking forever or the kettle to boil go and do something else that's enjoyable Because losing body fat is not enjoyable. It's actually pretty fucking boring. I like the process of it helps people to eat healthier, helps people to get moving more, gets people into weight training. And hopefully they fall in love that process and they enjoy the lifestyle that they build. And as a byproduct, their physique starts to change over time. And however frustrated they are sometimes, they still keep doing those actions. So they're not moving backwards. They're always moving forwards. If you'd, again, if you'd love help with coaching or any questions about what I've discussed today, you can email me at natalie at Nagpersaltrainer.co.uk or my Instagram at thenagpurseltrainer. I hope you found this helpful today. If you have any questions or you'd like me to bring anything up in my next podcast episode, just drop me an email or message to any of those options I've prescribed you there. Have a great uh, rest of the evening or day, whatever time you listen to this. Again, I'd love it if you share it with one other person if you think it will help them. And again, thank you for listening.